Well, hey everyone, welcome to episode 170 of F-Stop Collaborate and Listen. This week's episode features a photographer living in Denver, Colorado. Joseph Roybel focuses on landscape photography and successfully partners with a variety of product brands by marrying his photographic skills with his people skills to make a living in the craft of photography. Joseph and I met at the Out of Yosemite conference where he was representing Breakthrough Filters as a professional photographer. He's a really awesome dude. Joseph and I discuss some interesting topics including the importance and value of mentorship, uh, the importance and value of relationships in landscape photography, how to cultivate those relationships, and balancing the demands of work, relationships, and photography. Over on Patreon this week, Joseph and I discuss photo resolutions needed for printing and our various workflows for preparing a file for printing. You can gain access to this bonus episode and over a hundred more by supporting the show over on Patreon. Well, before we get started, I wanted to let listeners know about some updates to the popular luminosity masking panel called Arc Panel, which was created by one of our Patreon supporters, Anton Everine. Arc Panel 2.2 update was released, adding support for color grading. A single button gives you infinite color possibilities. Each press on it generates a random color grade with colors that are smartly picked to look good on any, any image. All grade settings are visual and easily adjustable. As usual, this update is free for all current users. There are also new articles in his Luminosity Masking blog on his website, focusing on advanced luminosity masking techniques and different approaches to color grading. If you're interested in a complimentary copy of Arc Panel, simply leave us a five-star review for the podcast and DM me on Instagram. We have three copies available, so act quickly. Okay, let's get to the show. Well, Joseph Roybel, man, it's awesome to finally get you on the podcast. Dude, I know, man. It's I it's been something I've really been looking forward to and 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 I love what you've been doing in the past and with your show. So I don't know. It's been it's an honor to be here, Matt. Thanks. Oh cool, yeah. No worries, man. It's um had a great time meeting you at uh, out of Yosemite and really excited to get to know you better here through the podcast, maybe in a little more casual setting. For people that uh, that aren't familiar with you, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, yeah. So I'm a professional landscape photographer, travel photographer, um, based here in Denver. And you know, I've been in the field or in the game, I guess, whatnot, or in the craft for it's about like nine years, and kind of just trying to. I started off with on a travel front of it, and moved over into landscape, and I've been just doing this now for I don't know, like I said, about nine years. And full-time about five. Nice, man. Yeah, I was really excited about some of the things that we wanted to talk about today um, because I think your journey is one that I think maybe other listeners might either get inspired by or get some insight out of. And so tell us a little bit more about where you're currently at with your um, with your career. 
Like, kind of, I know you're super heavily involved with brands and ambassadorships and things of that nature. So, and I know that's something a lot of people aspire towards. So, tell us uh, where you're at with that, and maybe we can talk about what that journey has been for you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so you know, really the the beginning of it all was several. Well, you know, it's like nine, ten years ago. Really, just getting kicked off with loving to travel and knowing that I ultimately didn't you know, I'd have people ask me, Hey, what is it that you want to do in life for work or whatnot? And I pretty much told people, I was like, well, I know what I don't want to do. And that was more of like the, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. So what's left? Well, and I had a, I had a director at one point tell me like, never marry your passions in life with your, like your income, your, like your job. (laughs) (laughs) But so, and I was like, well, that's really sound advice, Chris. And then, and he was even like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I like taking pictures. (laughs) So (laughs) I was, I was an intern in a law firm actually in London. And that's a whole nother thing. And I I like, I did this internship in, in a, in a city law firm in London. And I was like, all right, I know I don't want to work in an office now. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) so, so anyway, it's just like, it was a journey starting there. And I was like, all right, cool let's start, you know, and, and then living in Europe, I was bouncing around traveling, going to these different countries, taking picture of pe- pictures of people, um, food, all that. And it was like, then I was kind of like, you know, all right, photography. And I started really diving into it, uh, really just going after it. And when I moved back to the States, I was like, man, all right, I'm not really loving landscape work, but I don't know what else to do. I'm from Colorado. Uh, you know, I'm a Colorado kid. I'm born and raised in Grand Junction, Colorado here. And, now, you know, Denver and it's like, what do I do? All right. Landscapes. And so, yeah. So, so then I just started going down the path of like, okay, I've, I've got this, this is my passion. I love it. So it was just really, really kind of just keeping on that, on that gas, you know? So, yeah. So I'm curious, you know, that's a great intro to kind of your journey, but I think in order for people to appreciate maybe the arc of that journey, it would be really interesting to hear about kind of where you find yourself today in terms of yeah. where, what's your career look like and, you know, essentially turned it into a career. I mean, I think a lot of yeah. people are like, oh, how do I do this? Really, it, it was it was through, you know, getting to where I am today. It was tenacity. Like I would, I would tell people like just like where they say like tenacity kind of blurs the lines of stupidity, if you will, just like just just go after it as if you don't have any other option, just, you know, and, and when, when people say no, just keep going. And it's always better to get a no than it is a maybe, you know, but then also like, it's always better to try to get on a phone call or get in an email or, you know, like uh, something on the phone, if you will, it's always better to just kind of like, just keep pressuring, keep pushing, but, but also, also being really, really intuitive and knowing um, when and where to stop. But so to get like getting where I got today, you know, it was a lot of um, finding somebody, a mentor, somebody that helped me kind of get going in, in, in the craft. And, and then kind of in a way, like we talk about taking you under their wing and showing you what they know and helping you get going, but letting you kind of, I don't know, mess up and fall here and there too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, um, I still do that all the time. <laughs> I, I do it. I do it literally. I, I trip and fall all the time too. Um, but, but I mean, so like getting where I've gotten today, it's, it's just really been um, networking, 
talking with people, I find and feel that, you know, just like I met you, uh, just like I met you in Yosemite, it was, it was a, Hey Matt, you know, I'm, you know, this is who I am. And, oh yeah, we, we like know each other via social media, but we didn't really know each other in person or personally. Right. And we'd had a couple exchanges or exchanges on online, but it was really just like, Hey, like, Hey, let's talk, let's sit down, let's, let's do this podcast. And, and, and I find that conversation is the number one key element to any relationship or any, any, uh, event that can happen in life. It's just like talking with someone mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just like with like you and like going to the out of, out of, you know, Yosemite and like you talking with Chris and talking with, you know, all the guys there. It's like, there's probably been a lot of things that have come out of that for you too. You just like, you get to know people. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, what I, what I find interesting is that uh, most photographers, especially landscape and nature photographers, that is not something that necessarily comes naturally to a lot of people. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And it's hard. What were you yeah, going to say? I, well, I was going to ask, like, what role did having a mentor play in terms of you uh, breaking into that arena? And, and I'm also curious, did did it come naturally to you or, or was there a lot of just awkward, unnatural phases of that process? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, on the landscape side of things, it was there. I mean, landscape photography is hard. I mean, there's, it's hard because you've got to understand weather and light. And so when it came to the mentorship side of things, that was a good buddy of mine, um, you know, Dan Ballard and, you know, he's been on your show and, uh, he's, he's just been, he's turned into one of my closest friends and now I do workshops with him and I co-lead workshops you know, with him, but it started off with just me thinking, all right, I found somebody here that I love their work. I love the style of their work. And that's another key element. I think is like finding someone that you love their style and you identify with and that, you know, drives you, gives you passion. And then, you know, if you reach out to them, I think that would resonate. And it, and it did with anyway with Dan and we just, I took a workshop with him and it went from there. And then, you know, and then it was like getting a lot of tips along the way and then, you know, messing up here and there. And, and, and ultimately, yeah, like you said, landscape photography is tough, but it is fun. Yeah. What were some of the mistakes you made? <laughs> <laughs> well, one day, I mean, I, I went out with Dan one morning and, and, and I showed up with this like terrible tripod and I just remembered he looked at me and he's like, all right, we're going to fix that. <laughs> like kind of thing. He, he totally just made fun of my tripod. Cause it was a piece, it was a piece of junk. It was just like some thing that I had gotten at like Walmart, but like, you know, I didn't know, but so like that, I I'm trying to think, you know, just silly things. Like one of the, one of the silliest stories I've ever had. It was when I was like trying to go on this big trip and I was, with uh with Dan but we were going to we were going to I think South America we were at Denver International Airport and I had just been like gotten home from from Grand Junction for Christmas and I had been out in the desert shooting guns with my friends uh, and just just target practicing and I'm going through the airport and I get pulled over and they're like do you shoot a lot and I in my mind I'm like I'm going on a photo trip I'm like yeah I shoot all the time and <laughs> and, and and I'm, I'm like totally confused. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. I shoot all the time. I'm a photographer and they pull over, pull me over. They bring over like the, 
the director of TSA. He takes my name. He takes my ID, takes off. And I find, and I, it hits me at that moment. I'm like, oh my God, I've got like bullets all through my bag, like my, my, my jacket. <laughs> like oh, so anyway, no. yeah but that's not necessarily like a mess up in the field but but i mean you know that's just like these little silly things but really though like some of the mistakes that i've made along the way would be just compositional mistakes things that like you know not understanding like putting something in your foreground putting something in the background in the you know in the midground learning how to align everything um it just some of the basics with those but but ultimately, a lot of those, if, if that's like what you're thinking on, on some of the mistakes uh, that could be made or the question. Well, I don't know. I feel like I've made all the mistakes you can make personally and probably still have lots more to make myself. But it seems to me like having somebody as a mentor can um, yeah. kind of accelerate the process of not yeah. having to make mistakes that um, are avoidable, I guess. Totally. Yeah. And like when, when we were talking about mentorship and when I think about it too, like that's one of those locate or those areas where having someone that will take you under their wing and that will, will kind of, it's like standing on the shoulders of a giant. It's like, they help you see the foot, like the footpath or they help you see through all these like areas that they've made mistakes in. And they'll be like, Hey, like do this, you know, be sure that you, that, if like one of the best things I ever got uh, pieces of pieces of advice from, from Dan was like, Hey, at, if you want to go pro, if you want to be a professional, one of the number one things you have to do and always keep in mind is you have to deliver and you have to over deliver and deliver like earlier than you would expect to do like a project, uh, a timeline event, anything like that. Just like, you've got to really be on your game. And I think that's one of the ones that's like really stuck with me. It was like, Hey, you know what you've, you, you know, when you deliver images to a client with, whether you're a wedding photographer, architectural photographer, anything, it's like, give more than you've said you would give deliver sooner than you said you would deliver them. You know, um, don't always treat things as like a monetary, like, uh, you need money back. You know, it, it, that's one of the things that I've found too. It's like, I do things all the time for free right now. Like, ebooks. Uh, I work with people for free. I, I, you know, I, I mentor, uh, in a, I, I work with a public high school here in Denver, just in a, in a photography department a couple times a semester, just cause it's like helping people grow within the craft. I think that is like what we've talked about within mentorship. It's like, yeah, really helping people figure out what to do and what not to do faster. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I think it can be somewhat of an awkward process for people on both sides of that equation. Cause I know that, uh, you know, there are certain people, I think if you reached out to them and said, Hey, I'm really looking for someone to, you know, answer some of these questions. Some people just never answer, or maybe they just get so many emails or whatever that they just don't have time to answer. I I guess I'm always amazed at how many times people have reached out to me and I'll be like, yeah, here you go. Here's the answer to that question. And they've been like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for answering my question. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I, I, I wonder what that's about. Well, you know, like, like I, I've, I've been noticing, you know, uh, Ryan Dyer, uh, on, on Instagram, he's been posting his cell phone number, just saying, Hey, hit me up, ask me photos on, I, you know, you I know, saw photography. That. Yeah. I, and so I, I saw that and I thought, you know what, that is, you know, like giving back. And I think that that's like, ultimately like within the craft now, it's getting to the point where, 
giving back to people and giving back, like you just said, you know, if someone hits you up and says, Hey, how do you do this? Or how do I approach a client? Or how should I price something? If you've never even heard it from them before, like, I think it's awesome when you can do that and, and just give, even if it's not the best advice, it's still good advice. Well, and, unless you're telling them to, uh, to use photomatics. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Hey, just dump this in this software and you'll do great. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, so. that was me in like 2010, 2011. Like, oh, everything looks better. Full settings cranked up into HDR. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a thing at one time. <laughs> That's true. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing anyways. Yeah. Um, no, I've seen your work. <laughs> you, you've seen my work from 20, from 2010, 2011. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty bad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just totally kidding. But, but no, man, I, I don't know. Like, uh, on the mentorship side of things there, do you feel that we, we, we got that a bit or do you have any more thoughts on like how that could be, ex, you know, expounded on further? Yeah. You know what I was wondering in terms, cause I don't know, I think some people see it as like a transactional relationship. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe not, isn't necessarily useful for someone who's looking for help, but I could also understand if you're like a big name that you're probably inundated with people asking you for things. So I think, I think it becomes a tricky thing where, totally, you know, obviously you can't, there's some people, they probably would spend their entire life just mentoring other people. And that's, you know, that's not going to do any good, anyone any good, because then they can't um, work on their own projects and work on their own work too. But I think it is important if you're a well-established photographer to take the time to try to mentor someone here and there. I think it's important too to not be shy, like reach out to somebody, like say, hey, what advice do you have for this thing? You know, I think, I I mean, I'm, totally. I'm guessing that, that that's what you did, right? You were just like, hey, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what I did. And, and, and then last summer I had, a, a like an intern. I had this, this, this young, this young kid, 15 years old, reached out to me from Morocco and asked if he could be like a little mentee, if you will, for, you know, a portion of last summer. And he, he, he came with his, his parent, his mom, and we hung out for two weeks and I just worked with them on the nuts and bolts of photography. Uh, starting off like, you know, social media, this and that, you know, just different, different things, shooting in the field, how to do better with that. It was a really awesome experience. And it was, it was that it was like, he just reached out and it was awesome because it was like you said, sometimes it can feel transactional, but I think when it's like approached from a really, really, really like, ah, what do I want to say? I don't want to say specifically organic, but like genuine, like a genuine side of it. I think that comes through as well. Mm-hmm. No, I you know? agree. I'm actually, um, there's a s- small like charter high school here that um, they have a really cool mentor program for students. And it's basically anything that they want to get involved in. They try to reach out to local businesses and and try to make a match with the students and based on what they're into. And so two years in a row now, I've taken on a student um, just, that's been interested in landscape photography and it's been a lot of fun just, um, teaching them, you know, what I know and answering yeah. the questions. It was, 
it's kind of funny. Last week when we met, uh, I made the realization that they they really could have could use some help in just understanding like how to use Lightroom from an organizational perspective, not from an editing perspective. Oh, right. Um, and like we spent like a whole hour just talking about best practices on keywording and importing and like that whole workflow. So it's just, um, I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot that we, we as established people in the field can do to give back that maybe, I don't know. I think we have a lot to give and I think there's a lot of good things that can come from that. Absolutely. You know, right. You know, writing blogs, writing just different, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of info out there and there but there's if you put things down that are meaningful to yourself i find that that's going to be res, that'll resonate with someone and that will help someone as well and you know and i was going to say too we we talked a little bit earlier you know with this whole thing of of photography and mentorship and getting to where you want to go it's big time big time on really following your 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 passion and what you're wanting to go at but then like not expecting to take any shortcuts like you just have to put the work in as well and you know that's like with yourself you know and what you're doing here and what you've been doing with your photography and this podcast and it's just rocking and then you know the people that are out there you know like a joe mcnally or whatever it's like everybody's story is different but everybody's put so much work in to getting to where they're at yeah and it's um I don't know about you, but um, one of the things that's been helpful for me, not necessarily from having a mentor, but have it's it's funny, like the podcast for me is like my secret way of having like hundreds of tiny mentors because I get to pick people's brains on things <laughs> I'm curious about, you know? So it's yeah. for me, it's it's been really great because I get to ask people that are well-established in certain areas, things that I... I've always wondered, but like they maybe have never written an article about it or talked about it before. And, and I think there's so much to learn in photography that's outside of, you know, composition and, and, um, camera settings and stuff like it's, you know, how do you, you know, how do you approach the craft and from a, from a like passion perspective, how do you balance work and life? How do you approach printing or how do you manage your Lightroom catalog? You know, it's all of these little things, you know, they, they, they culminate. And I think for, for me, what it's helped me do is refocus my energies on what I actually spend my time in, in photography. It's, it's actually a lot less of taking pictures and a lot more in, you know, my website and, uh, reaching out to the right types of people and having the right kinds of conversations with people. And I think those are the lessons that I think spending time in conversation with people can, can provide. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, like we said, or, or like I said earlier, and we're saying here, conversation is huge in, in creating opportunity. Huge. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing for you and your professional career as a photographer, probably the amount of time you spend actually taking photos is a lot less than you probably thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially this year, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> well, right. Or, so, yeah. So, yeah. But on, you know, on, on any given year, I, I try to take two to three, just really solid personal for me, just myself trips, um, mm -hmm. con content creating, um, uh, you know, looking at getting out in the field here this next week, going out, uh, the, the plan is to go out with Ian plant, 
we're going to spend a couple weeks in the field just shooting and doing some doing some work but that would be like my first real trip aside well i went to iceland in january uh end of january this year um yeah so but but you know it's been you know the beginning of the year and here we are in june and and Uh, in the middle you know in the it's crazy and in the middle it's just been a lot of like editing getting caught up on stuff uh personal projects you know um i've been working a lot on on like video because i do a lot of presenting uh as well and that's another thing i love to do is present and talk and 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 in a way like just camera clubs share my knowledge and um been presenting a lot to some uh, clubs back east uh you know new york new jersey area uh, it's really? been, that's been a lot of, yeah, it's the, just this last month and a half, two months I've been like, like probably six clubs almost. Um, huh. it's, it's been how fun. Did you, how did you get that going? Uh, conversation just got to when at one of these out of, out of, I was at the out of Oregon in November. I met the guys from, from Hunt's photo video, you know, in Boston in their Massachusetts oh, yeah. and then just got to know them a bit and, we just got along well. And then out of Yosemite, Noah. It was that uh, Noah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Noah. Awesome. dude. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, he's just been like peppering, sprinkling my name amongst, you know, these, all these, I don't know how, but, and they've been reaching out and it's been awesome because it's been like, Hey, you know what I can, I'm now with zoom able to teleport myself and just be with these camera clubs in this whole like other side of the United States, which is like so far outside of like anything I would have expected in a way, like mm-hmm. Colorado, you know? Um, yeah. so that's been rad. And it was a conversation just getting to know them and then reaching out and, 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 you know, kind of creating the path. What, what is it about, um, presenting and helping others that you enjoy? I like to see people succeed, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, I just like to see people when, when you see the, the the expression, the look, the joy on somebody's face when they're just like trying to figure something out, like trying to understand how to work through a scene or work through an edit and you give them some advice and some, and, and, and they get it. And if you're presenting on a topic that can help that, um, color theory, composition, just whatever it might be, I love it being able to just give that, that knowledge to people, um, my perspective and my take on it. And then also getting to know other people. That's what I love too, is just getting to know people like you on this, you get, like you said, you get to know hundreds of tiny little, you know, mentors like in a way. And it's so fun. (laughs) You know, it's, it's so fun. And, and, and one of the things that I, I, I wish I could have more of is the question and answer section. I wish the presentation could be like five minutes and then the Q and A is like 45 or 55. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You know, yeah. Because it's right before COVID, I did a presentation at a, a photo photography club of the Four Corners, which is in Farmington, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Like just having all the people ask questions, and you know, actually being able to answer the questions. Like, oh, I actually know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. You know, so ah, presenting, I like it. It's a little nerve wracking uh, at the same time, but you know, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also curious, you know, in terms of your career and where you're at with your photography and how you make a living out of this, how have you kind of divided up your efforts, I guess I should say? Because I know you, you know, you, like you said, you have personal projects, you're teaching workshops, you're 
working hand in hand with several brands? Like, how do you keep it all going at the same time? And I also would really be curious to hear about how do you manage the the competing demands of your time? Man, you know, juggling everything is so hard. Uh, you know, both from a financial perspective, but also time. It's 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 hard with everything. You know, I almost feel like at somewhere or somewhere something has to give at times. So that's another thing. I think a point to be taken away from this talk is like, don't beat yourself up if you're having a hard time on something or if you're feel like you're you're lagging here and there. You know, I. I often struggle at social media and I then have to make pushes at that. And, but, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to trying to divide all this up, you know, when it comes to financial sides of things, a really, really, really fundamental idea or just takeaway is you have to have multiple irons in the fire, in the fire, you know, like the, what do they call it? Like the octopus you have, or, you know, you have to have like all these different revenue streams yeah. coming in. So right. unless you're, I don't know, there's probably like, a very small handful of people that can pull it off with, you know, right. one thing, but right. those people I think are pretty rare. Those people are pretty rare. You know, they definitely are like uh, most of us, you know, it's like myself, it's, it's, it's print sales uh, to private clients. And then it's, uh, it's sending off images for the, some of the companies that I work with online for those sales. And then, you know, workshops like you're doing as well. And it's like these, those, those are great. Um, I do, I've been doing a lot of one-on-one post-processing techniques and and trainings. And that's Mm. also awesome. So, you know, working with, and I love doing the one-on-one bits because you get to really get to know the client um, and, and work with them on, on that, you know, personal, uh, you know, basis. Um, Right. Cause then you're not like teaching to like this that's really wide ranging common denominator that right. you know, you're boring the people that are more experienced and you're totally right. confusing people who aren't. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah, really. You know, you're really able to hone in and work with those individuals and what they need and what they're wanting and, and, and work with them there. Um, so that's kind of the f- financial bit of it is just really diversify. And so when I think of landscape work, it's like, obviously I'm taking pictures of the landscape. So how can I get that out there and how many ways when I'm thinking on um, what photographs to take, it's like, Hey, if I'm going to go to Iceland in January, I'm going to hop online and look at the photographs with the vendors I work with online, be it, you know, fine art or, or stock checking out like what they've got thinking, okay, they've got a ton of this. So maybe I won't focus my efforts so much there if I'm trying to like spend a day just creating commercial work. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll spend more time somewhere else. Or if I'm in a location that has a ton of content, I'll just think, how can I potentially make this photograph different or better or do something? Well, yeah, different. So then it would stand out. So, so that's, that's interesting because I know um, when you were at out of Yosemite, you were there representing breakthrough filters. So when you went out into the field, did you, intentionally have in the back of your mind, okay, I'm going to take this photo like with a filter and without a filter. Like, are you always trying to think about how can I leverage my time in these destinations to help out the brands that I'm here for? Yeah. So, so with breakthrough, you know, sometimes I'll do that a bit. Um, definitely if I'm doing something like content creating, like, uh, I, I just did a, a, a year is almost a, over a year long ad campaign for zeal optics, the sunglass goggle company here in Boulder. Mm-hmm. And that was a time where I was leveraging 
all of the time that I was in the field doing my own photography, but piggybacking their project on mine to take photographs of all these scenes and destinations through their sunglass lenses, if you will. So oh. then you could, so you could get an idea of what like the scene would look like through a rose or a copper or a smoke kind of, or a gray kind of thing. So, so viewers could kind of get an idea of like, Hey, that's what that looks like. So, so that I was for sure. Um, when I'm going out on a personal deal, you know, um, I'm really just thinking on how can I, how can I, um, leverage this because I, at the end of the day, I have to make money off of, of, of what I do when I go on these trips, I can't just go. It's not just a therapy trip. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, have you found that, um, you know, that tie to those commercial interests, has it interfered with your ability to focus more on yeah. the personal projects? Yeah. I mean, Matt, that's such a good question because I, I know when I was younger um, and like younger in the craft, you know, in this timeline of mine right now, I was so hungry for, for sponsorships and, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, you see it all the time on social media. It's like, Hey, sponsor me, sponsor me. You see it all the time on brand pages. And I, I would, I'll admit I was there at one point where I was like, man, I just want to be sponsored by this company, this company, all this, because it looks so cool. And I didn't quite realize and recognize what that would mean at the end of the day when you're out there and they're expecting content delivered back to them. It's not just like, Hey, here's, here's a camera backpack, take it, use it. It's, it's like they're giving you something to then have something back in return. And and that's where I was really just like, you know, like you're asking it, like, did it interfere? Does it interfere? Currently, now, not so much because I've gotten myself to where it's like, I just work with the companies. They know what I do. They like what I do. I'm not trying to just pump out, you know, content for them that would then dis dis distract because for there for a couple, two, three years, I felt like I was getting pulled in too many directions. You know, like you mentioned, we, we talked about a little earlier. It's like, I'm trying to edit photographs here at home right now. I'm trying to create content for social media, or I'm trying to do all these things. One more thing that has like, really, like, I didn't have any interest in doing it. It, it felt, it didn't work out well. And it didn't, you know, it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't a good fit. And then I wasn't able to work on my, like my passion. And so it started to take the fun out of it. And I, mm. you know, and I think that's what a lot of people could like identify with is that when you're doing something and if you're not enjoying it, especially if it's like this photography and you're starting to not enjoy it, that's a big problem. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I'm guessing that uh, when you work with brands, you, you get to have conversations with lots of other people who work with those brands. And have you seen that to be something that a lot of people experience where they, they thought it was going to be like this glamorous thing where they just get to go take pictures and, you know, yeah, maybe take a couple of pictures here and there. And then actually really it's, there's, there's a pretty high level of expectation of what you need to bring back. <laughs> to totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, some, some of the, sometimes it's just like, they'll, ex they'll, they'll pay you well, perhaps, but then what they require is just like so much to where you wouldn't even have time to like do anything in a full calendar year, almost for yourself kind of deal. Mm -hmm. and so it just ends up, so it ends up just not being worth it. Um, you know, and some people they do, they think it's like, Hey, you know, I get to go on this trip. I get to do this. And at the end of the day, it's, it's less than that. <laughs> <laughs> 
how do you how do you sniff that out? Like how do you how do you evaluate a partnership um, in terms of it being something that fits within your abilities to deliver? Or I guess yeah. what I loved you say was under promise and over deliver because I I try to do the same myself. But um, right. But you know, not being something that um, con- is all consuming with right. very little benefit. Like how do you how do you evaluate yeah. that? Well, I think you know, and I and I and I kind of touched on it right at the very beginning um, of this is I, I think about like what's organic, like really, truly what is organic and, and from relationships with friends to this right now with like brands we're talking about. And it's like, I'm thinking on if I'm using the product already, if, if, if it's just already in my wheelhouse and something that I know about, I love, I use, I can go and I could talk to that company and I could say, Hey, I would love to work with you guys, but here's the reality. This is what I do. I'm not a commercial photographer, so I'm not going to be delivering you a ton of, you know, things that you might see for like a, you know, a commercial photographer would do. I'm going to be utilizing your gear, promoting it, working with it at workshops, putting it in front of people, talking about it on my website, whatever. Is that something that would fit within your paradigm of working with me? So just outlining, outlining the parameters of what I, expect to do with it, but also why I want to align with them. And just, you know, truly it's like, I love your product. It would help me to be able to utilize it. I'm going to break it. And I would love to like, not have to <laughs> like buy another one. Like, let's be honest. So, you know, like breakthrough, like I absolutely love those guys and they're probably my primary partner sponsor and being able to have filters when I need them, uh, I lose them, I break them, you know, I drop them, I scratch them. But at the same time, I'm able to truly say like, I love these filters. They're incredible. They work well it, to people, you know what I mean? And like really mm-hmm. promoting yeah. it like, like that there like is true. I think representation and like, you know, like, like, like good word about the product versus just trying to take pictures of it as like, a like, you know, some people might think of. So I just am like, Hey, you know what? I use them. I like them. Can we work together? Would that be cool? If not, that's cool too. Yeah, I'm always surprised at um, some of the decisions that brands make in terms of how they decide who to work with. Because I think for a long time, there was this belief that it was all about follower numbers. And and I think at the end of the day, you're better off trying to find people who already love your product and see how you can leverage their relationship with your product, with the relationship they have with the people that they already are yeah. Um, engaged with. So uh, it's not really about numbers. It's about authenticity in my book. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect word. Perfect word. It's, it's authenticity. And it's just, and so like, that's where I like, I think like, like Instagram influencers versus just like a really great ambassador or someone who, or, you know, just spokesman, if you will, it's, it's that like authenticity of it where it's like, you're already there, you're using it, you love it. And people can sense that they pick up on it. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I've had a couple of times where some brand reached out to me and said, Hey, we really want to partner with you. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've never used your product. Can you send me your product? And then they don't, they don't send it to you. It's like, Hey man, I'm not just going to promote your product if I've never used it before. <laughs> right. Like, I need to be able to vouch for it. Have you ever, 
um, got no product, and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is actually that good. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There's, there's been a couple, and there's one yeah. I can think of specifically. And I was like, man, like, and and it's, it's a very popular product on the market today. A lot of people like it, and I'm just like, man, you know, for me, it would just not work. And I, you know, not really sure why it's like so popular, but it, it you know, you see this all the time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but. Yeah, but I, 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 I was thinking that's when it's like important to just say no. It's okay to yeah. say no. It's totally, and that's and that's it. Totally, and that's what I ended up doing. I, 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 I used it a little bit, and I wrote a little review. But I ultimately just told him, "Lies, like, ah, you know, guys, like, for me, this is just really not like for me and for landscape photographers. I can't see this being utilized anywhere, like." <laughs> Like, I just can't see it utilized anywhere. Like, it just wouldn't really go. It would make the camera, like, too exposed. It would get banged, broken. So I wouldn't want to, like, really recommend it. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm sure they've found plenty of other people who are like, this is the best thing I've ever used in my life. Yeah, that happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, I mean... But that's, I, I love it when you get to know a photographer. Uh, you know, I was talking with Michael Shanebloom at Out of Yosemite and we were talking about like, you know, cause like, you know, yourself, like you, uh, like, you know, people that have a lot of followers, a lot of numbers get hit up a ton of time, times like Shanebloom, he gets hit, hit up who knows oh, how many sure times per day, you he know, gets hit up like a billion times a day. <laughs> exactly. And, and he was talking about how, how he'll just like straight up just two, two you know, like big, big companies, like straight out, like this product will never make it. And this is why, or in my book, why, you know, in a nice way, but like, but I really appreciate And when you meet people like that, you know, that they're like, not just blowing smoke and it's, it's, it, and then it also like helps you understand that it's like, Hey, it's okay to turn people down. If you don't like something, you don't have to just take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also curious, what do you, what have you found to be the most um, successful aspects of what's made some of your best relationships with, with brands or, or with other photographers or whatever? What have you found kind of those key ingredients that have led to that success for you? One is authenticity. Like you stated, I love to reach out to people whom I truly appreciate and admire their work to start off with or brands. You know, just if you're thinking about if someone, if you wanted to be a friend with someone, you would want, you would, you wouldn't want to be friends with someone you didn't like right? in a way, (laughs) you know? And so, so truthfully, I mean, it's authenticity. It's just being honest. It's being, you know, just being yourself, I think. And, you know, I, I've always tried to make that over like with Dan, with Ian Plant, you know, with yourself, with, you know, Shane Bloom, like with these people, it's like just reaching out and just, just honestly being like, Hey man, like a text or like a phone call or like an email, like, Hey, how are you doing? Just thought of you like hope all's well, just, just little things where it's like, it really resonates because you're genuinely meaning it. And I find that like, that's one thing that is huge is just being authentic and being real uh, with, with, with them. But ultimately, like, if that's how you feel, just do it. Cause that will come through. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I I wonder though, do you think some people get um gosh, this is going to sound really weird and I don't even know how to ask the question, but do you think some people that are, you know, that have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, do you think they just get fatigued by 
people peppering them with the desires to start a relationship. Totally. I know that sounds really awkward, but no, I mean, I think that I, I mean, yeah. Could you imagine just saying, you know, it's like you've got people hitting you up nonstop, nonstop. So I, like I said earlier, I have found that when it comes to networking or trying to build a relationship, it's, I, I think it's like FaceTime is what I find to be like true FaceTime with mm-hmm. someone is mm-hmm. what truly like, like makes a, a massive difference. And so the way I started picking up partnerships, sponsors back in the day was I would go to Imaging USA, um, and instead of going there to like, I, I would, you know, try to find a company like I was working with that would be going to imaging or to like uh, outdoor retailer, the ski and snow shop or uh, expo. And you just go and you just talk to these people, these companies, and you just try to sell yourself if, if, if it's something you really believe in. Hmm. Um, so, but that's with companies, but same with people. It's like just, you know, going to these out of organs and having the opportunity with breakthrough saying, hey, would you want to come and represent us? Yeah, meet the people. It's been it's been a, it's been fortunate. Like I will say, it's it's been a very fortuitous event and thing to have happen for me because I've thought like, man, I want to meet shit. Um, um, I want to meet uh, Sean Bagshaw. I love his stuff. Right. Yeah, and then absolutely. he's there, you know. And then <laughs> and then now it's like, hey, Sean, what's up, man? <laughs> you know, Nick Page, yourself, Shane Bloom. You know, these guys and gals, uh, Aaron Bobnick. You know, it's it's awesome. So yeah, I and think that you're, we're just people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just people. And I think that's the thing. So everyone's just people, but when it comes to, you know, trying to like de- de- develop a relationship with someone that of course is hard. So it's just, I mean, honestly, it, I, it's like, Hey, like I said earlier, be, go after it. If there's someone you want to get to know, just, just pepper them. Maybe they'll, you know, I don't know it. What's the worst that could happen. Yeah. You really never know where it can take you. Um, I also was wondering in terms of, you know, your ability to do that. And, and I don't know how easy it comes for you to, to strike up conversations with people you don't know yet, but I'm curious, has your, have you found that the work that you put into developing those relationships, have you found that it's had a positive impact um, on your photography work product? Uh, yeah. So to, to kind of break that down into the couple questions there, it's like, all right. Um, I generally, when I, when I want to talk to somebody, I will do like research or a little bit, you know, a little homework to then that way I have something to talk about, um, if I didn't already. And then that just really helps start strike up conversation. Um, generally I feel like I'm a pretty good conversationalist, um, anyway, but, but for the, for people that might wonder, be, 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 you know, uh, anxious about that. That's one thing I think you could do. Um, but then moving forward with that, yeah, you know, like getting to know these people, getting to like, you know, pick their brains on like, Hey, how did you take this photograph? Just, mm. you know, like you, you know, <laughs> like, Hey, is that one photo? Is that two? Is that three? Is that 20? Like, what did you do? Is that, that, that night sky, you know, how did you blend the foreground? And so, and you know, and so building those friendships and those relationships with that can really help your, your photography grow. You know, if you're wanting to learn how to work with lights better, speed lights or whatever, if you got with a studio photographer and just did nothing but that for a little bit, that would, you know, if that were a possibility, it's just, it's ultimately helped definitely, um, help my, my end, my end product, because I find if I find someone that I love their work, I study their work from the outside 
get maybe get to know them, maybe not. When I do, ask them questions, and then that helps me learn better what to do on my own end on the editing side or capture side. Yeah, no, I think that's that's really insightful um, because I don't think people often are able to draw the straight line, you know, because it's not a straight line uh, in terms of oh, if I do this, then I'll become a better photographer. Well, no, it's it's more of like a squiggly path where you have to yeah. put in, and it can't. I don't know about you, but you can always sniff out when people are not genuine. Mm-hmm. They're talking to you just because they they want to get something out of you versus people who are just mm-hmm. really genuinely interested in you as a person. So I yeah. think that's another key ingredient is like, don't fake it, like actually care what these people think and take totally. an actual interest in well, what they, who they are and, and not just yeah. their photography, but like them as a person, you know? Right. Well, you know, you think about just like, just charisma in general, it, just charisma. You think about it and you think like, there's the, what do they call it? Like the Bill Clinton or the Clinton effect. You know, he's known as being one of the most charismatic individuals ever. Right. Uh, because he, what he does though is, is, you know, he, he talks to you. He looks at you. Um, if, and so when you think about like, when you get to know someone or you want to know something about someone, you know, it's like, it's like when you're going on a date with someone, you want to, you know, you want to talk to the person, but you want to get to know them. You want to, and, and, and if you are genuinely asking questions about them and their process or their approach or anything like that, they're going to pick up on that. And then that's going to make this connection between yourselves that is different than if you just approach and you're just trying to get something out of it. Yeah. Are, are you married? No, I'm not. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm currently Denver's most eligible bachelor. <laughs> well, I, the reason I was asking is, um, there's this really, really, really funny thing that happens and I'm sure other photographers could relate a little bit to this, but you know, m- most of the people I hang out with in my daily life are not other photographers, but inevitably mm-hmm. in conversation, especially with like new friends or people that maybe don't know me as well. Inevitably the question comes up about photography. And then it's like, my wife just kind of rolls her eyes. Cause she's like, Oh, here we go. He's just, he's not going to stop talking. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's like, if you want to get to know somebody, like just ask them questions about things, you know, that they're passionate about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Oh man. Yeah. So, cause I'm, I'm going down this path right now thinking in my head, like you're at a photo conference. So you're just going to talk to a photographer and like, boom, you, yeah, you get going on that. But like general, yeah. Like finding out what people are interested in and then ask them one question and they'll just start going like us right now here, we're talking and it feels like it's been five minutes, but we've probably been on about almost an 45 or something, you know, cause we're just talking yeah. photography. We love it. You know? Yeah. So, isn't that, isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it, and and I mean, that's one thing that's hard with photography. I, you know, asking me if I'm, if I'm married or whatnot, you know, with what I do with travel photography, landscape stuff, it can be tough to like, you know, f- find someone that's cool with your, uh, being gone. <laughs> yeah. If you will. Yeah. I've, so. I've, t- I've, I've had that conversation with a few other people, um, who I think actually, I mean, not to call them out, but, uh, I think, Shane Bloom struggles with that too, because, you know, he's gone so much that it's, you know, it's hard to develop and maintain a relationship with a, or an intimate relationship with people when you're gone, you know, that's just the reality of relationships. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. So, you know, have yeah, you so had that anyway. come up in previous relationships? Oh yeah. In fact, yeah, I was just, just, um, not, I mean, we're, we are getting a little bit personal here, which is great. I, you know, I just recently came out like about three weeks ago from a two year relationship and it was just, uh. you know, ultimately was, you know, Hey, you know what? Like nothing wrong anywhere aside from there's just these things like this, like you're gone, you know, like it's hard and you know, and it, then when you're home, you're, you won't get off of Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Like last night I was up editing till two 30 here, honestly, two thirty in the morning. It's like, and I was working all day yesterday and, you know, and so I don't know, it's just like, this is what we do. It's, it's, it's hard. You have to learn how to put some boundaries in on it though. That's one thing I've learned is, is you've got to put some, like, you know, you, you know, you know, cause you have a family, right? I do. And I have a full-time job, man. I mean, and you have, yeah, it's, it's crazy. God. I should interview you here. Like, you know, Matt, <laughs> no. let's, let's, let's turn the tables. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go for it. I mean, uh, you might no. get something insightful out of it. I feel like yeah. most days I'm not doing a great job of attending. I mean, I think that's what I struggle with the most is I feel like I'm always playing whack-a-mole with, you know, the, <laughs> you know, with the demands of my podcast and the demands of the photography projects that I want to do for myself. And then the demands of, you know, right. friends outside of photography and the demands of, and I, I guess the word demand isn't correct, but, you know, I have all of these things in my life that I want to spend time on. You know, I want, I want to stay physically active and in shape. I want to go backpacking. I want to climb mountains. I want to keep the podcast going. I want to promote my business on social media. I want to sell prints. I want to spend time with my son. You know, I want to spend time with my wife. I want to do dates with my wife. Oh, like all of these competing demands of your time. And it's, I, th- I guess, kind of what you said is pretty much accurate. Like you kind of just have to know when to, like you have to sit, yeah, it's almost like budgeting. It's mm-hmm. like, I can, I can only allocate this much time to that thing or else all of these other things are going to suffer, you know? Totally. And, right. and it's really hard to stay in that time budget um, without something suffering. So like I had to laugh earlier when you, I don't know if you heard me cackle a little, but you talked about spending time on social media. It's like, for me, like that's one of the first thing that to go out the window, Uh, you know, if, if you, if you see me being inactive on social, it's because I have so much other stuff happening right now. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh man. Yeah. I did. I did hear you. (laughs) And I was thinking, I was thinking thinking, he's either in agreement or he's chuckling because I come and I go and he's chuckling because he'll see me pop up on social media. And then I'm just like a phantom for like a month. (laughs) Yeah. I try, I try so hard to stay up on it. And it's at the, I mean, I don't know about you, but especially right now with how divisive things are on social media. Oh man, I, I'm spending less and less time on it personally. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I was talking with a buddy yesterday about that and it's hard, but man, with what we do, it's kind of the same time. That's, that's how you cultivate and maintain relationships too, you know? Totally. So it's, um, it's, I don't know what I found with social media is, um, you have to really, at least for me, I have to force myself to spend the right kind of time on social media. Cause I could spend hours getting in debates with people and I have in the past and it's gotten me pretty much nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. But if you spend time thoughtfully engaging in topics with people that, 
you actually care about or want to have relationships with or find interesting, I think it's being strategic with how you spend that time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's, that's huge, you know, because it, it, cause with everything, there's always a good side to something. And you can, if you find that, and if that's what you want, and then you just have fun with it, like it can be totally used for quote unquote, like air quotes, good. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's tough, man. I, I, um, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, I look at the things that they do on a week by week basis as full-time professional photographers. And I often ask myself those questions like, man, how do, how do they do it? How do they yeah. pull this off? It's, you know, especially people that have families and, yeah. um, I mean, it's, uh, I think a lot of people just sacrifice sleep and <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So you just yeah. got to figure out what to focus on. And sometimes it's not the things you really want to focus on. <laughs> I agree. And so, you know, like that's another like thing, you know, you know, when we're talking about the things to do as a photographer to like make it in the industry, I really, you know, I, I don't want to say you have to do social media, but it really does seem like you really have to, you know, use social media and leverage it. Like Ian Plant has a really amazing, I loved what he told me when I was talking to him a few months back. He's like, find your way to cut through the noise on social media and like, just be active and engaged and present with your, your, like with your content and your, and your, um, your, uh, community, if you will. Yeah. And just cut through the noise. Like don't fall into just doing what everyone else is doing. Don't think that you have to do Instagram if it's something different, but just do it and do it well and be, you know, authentic with it. And, and it, it, it will work. Yeah. And I think that's, that's smart. And I think that, I mean, Ian's been in this game for a long time and I think he has a lot of wisdom and insight in terms of coming to those conclusions. I'm sure just Mm -hmm. like the rest of us, he's probably floundered trying to figure out what the right recipe is for that. I think honestly, the main ingredient for me is persistence, you know, keep trying, try new new things. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, try something else, you know, don't, you know, don't get discouraged by, by something not working the first try or 20th try. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, speaking, speaking of Ian plant, yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, the the post processing tutorials that you're working on that you're going to be putting over on Shutter Monkeys. Well, that, that's something I'm really hoping for. So he and I have been talking about. Um, you know, I love I love to teach, and I, and 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 I I don't mind being in front of the camera either. You know, the filming myself, and and I also love working within Lightroom and Photoshop and mentoring all these things, and so. I was talking with Ian here a while back and it was one of these like, Hey, if this sounds like it's something like a green light ago, would that be something shutter monkeys could have on its platform? You know, some space where I could put some of these tutorials and that's, that's the idea. And so I was, that's what I was up last night until like two thirty working on was like, you know, like edit take number 175, like, <laughs> you know, like just because I keep, I, you know, you keep messing up and you keep doing things wrong and you realize that in Lightroom, you like had something unchecked or I don't know. You're just like, oh my God. Like, but, but that's the thing is like talking with Ian because he's such a, tu- he's such a tutor as well, a mentor, you know, to the community. Like that guy is everywhere, just 
giving and sharing knowledge and advice and insights. And I was like, Ian, you know, on your marketplace, you have eBooks and you have different things, but would tutorials and these things be of interest that we could potentially work on together? And so that's, that's like, yeah, what we're, what we're uh, in hopes of cultivating and, and getting that going. What kind of uh, stuff are you going to try to cover? So, so currently this first one, I'm really just wanting to cover just a Lightroom, you know, a Lightroom workflow, but that incorporates, you know, very basic, just like, this is what you, these are the, you know, but not, not trying to dumb it down just more like, Hey, these are our brushes. These are grad filters or radio filters. This is let's use them. And so just using them, but keeping it Lightroom and, you know, so trying because a lot of people work with Lightroom. A lot of people really know Lightroom and 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 Photoshop. You don't want to like try to bend pe- bend people to your will. Like I use Photoshop all the time, but I find that Lightroom is equally as powerful. There's certain things though that it can't do, but that's fine. It's a you know case by case basis. So Lightroom is huge. Um, working with uh, the Tony Kuiper luminosity panels and luminosity mm. masks later in, in Photoshop and really diving into the differences uh, or the, 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 the uh, not differences, but what luminosity masks are, why they're important, why they work so well, why Lightroom is now incorporating them into their range filters. You know, it's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. It's it's so that's why I feel like, all right, now I could truthfully and, you know, authentically produce a Lightroom tutorial on this photograph because Lightroom now has luminosity masks in it that I can work with because yeah. it's just, it's just changed the game. Um, yeah. So, you know, and so kind of like Sean does with his tutorials on, you know, on, on uh, luminosity masks, but just my style working with Ian, because he and I are both so similar in that it's not about like ramping colors or tweaking, you know, pulling peaks to be taller, doing these different things at times, which that's a whole nother you've, you've, you've had the, those, those, uh, you know, podcasts, but it's like, it's just these different elements. And so it was like, just seems like with Ian and I, it could be a good fit. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's our, great. You know, our styles are similar in that. Yeah. Our philosophies are, are, are similar in that. And then you, you also have a, uh, a free ebook. What is, what is that about? So the ebook that I have on my website is a, these are my five top my five techniques or my secret tips, you know, that if, if you are with me in the field, this is everything like, you you know, I cover or I utilize in my day-to-day shooting uh, regimen, if you will. It's, you know, it's like five chapters. The first chapter has um, five scenarios you'll find yourself in with like water, wind, you know, stars, astro, whatnot. Um, and then the five chapters though cover or the other four cover just different techniques. And so it's truly just a free ebook. Hopefully it would help and shed some light on, and, you know, kind of glean some tips and advice like people can, um, and take it with them into the field. And, you know, it's my first little book I've ever done. So I'm also asking people, Hey, if you got some feedback, please send it my way. So, um, yeah, so it's just a, a kind of a little take it with you, access it, reference it. Um, I love some that. Tips. How- how do you have you have you been getting the word out about the free book? Other than obviously things like the podcast, <laughs> yeah, podcasts. I just come on people's podcasts and and say, "Hey, check out my ebook." <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I think that's something yeah. a lot of photographers struggle with. Is um, 
cutting, like you said earlier, cutting through the noise, like how do you get people interested in, in your product? So, yeah, I mean, that is, that is tough in ways. I mean, I, I mean, I think we all struggle with that at times. It's just like, how do you get people to, to, to know about it? So when I'm presenting, I'll always, you know, push people like, Hey, check out my website. When I'm at camera clubs presenting, I pass around an iPad. And then when people type in, it's so like, Hey, I like essentially give, can I get your email address? You'll get my ebook. And then uh-huh. like, and so then immediate, and it's just, I use the MailChimp little app on my iPad and it just, so once then I connect it to, to, um, Wi-Fi later, it just zips all those people, the ebook instantly. Um, oh, that's so that's, cool. yeah, that's one way. Um, you know, yeah, here talking to you right now, people will hear about it. They'll, you know, they'll hopefully go to my site, sign up. Um, when I, when I work with meetup groups, I'll do that a lot, but ultimately like I have it there, as you probably have seen, it's like a newsletter sign up. So when people hit my website, it's just kind of people come to my website. If they like it, they'll sign up for it and they'll get it. And then, um, but, but to get people to your website, that's like a whole nother thing and SEO. And oh, know, that's something <laughs> that's, that's something that's like, um, I, if, if, if there's, um, if there's any one person in this world that I should marry, it would be someone that would be like a marketer. <laughs> well, that, that was, that was Dan's <laughs> secret, right? I know. That's what I, I didn't, I see, I, 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 I undercover there called him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to laugh not to, not to, um, I know Dan listens to the show, so he'll get a good yeah. chuckle out of this, but yeah, I had to, um, I had to laugh because, uh, you know, when he first, reached out to me. It was actually his marketing director who reached out to me. And I was like, shit, Dan has a marketing director. And then he told me later, Oh yeah, it's my girlfriend. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's brilliant, man. I, like, I feel like everyone needs somebody like that in their life who can help them do that. Yeah. Well, you know, when you think about somebody that's in like, you know, uh, like Dan and Nicole, um, yeah. what is it like Alex Noriega and what, what was his girlfriend's name? Taylor. Um, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. So like, you know, and she's like his like sidekick there as well. And it's like, you know, you, and, and, and on the flip, you know, male, female kind of thing. I'm just saying like having someone that's there to your, as a partner to like help, just help you help push you, you know, that's another thing that I think is like, Oh God, like just so, so, so beneficial. Oh yeah. So I'm Dan, lucky you're a lucky be- dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to like convince my wife, like, Oh, someday we, we should both quit our jobs and you can be, cause she would actually probably be really good at it. And she would probably make me a much better business person. But I think it is, I think having somebody like that is actually pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, um, man. Well, cool. Well, so winding down, I'm curious, who would you recommend people uh, should want to have here on the podcast? Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, and I, and I mentioned to you, like, you know, my brain would probably come alive during the podcast here. So um, ha- I can't recall, remind me, have you had Ian Plant on? I know you've been on Shutter Monkeys, haven't you? You've talked with him or a little bit, but have you been on? Yeah, has he, been on? he has. Okay. I, I, I thought, I kind of thought, but I wasn't sure. So... Uh, I mentioned a gal here, a, a, a photographer here in Denver, Kelly Cavillo. Um, I've just gotten to know her via Instagram. 
you know, just love her work. And she's a commercial photographer, does work with companies like Subaru, um, got other like ski companies. Um, she's just a really great commercial photographer. So I, 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 I thought of her just because, you know, she's so present on social media. She's also such a nice person from like meeting her. Um, and I thought it could be something that could be kind of cool, you know, cause there's a lot of landscape photographers out there and, 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 but she's kind of this like blends commercial work within the landscape. So I thought of her. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And that's a, that's a style of work that we haven't really talked a whole lot about here on the show. So I think someone with that kind of expertise would be interesting to talk to for sure. She's yeah. And she's another Denver person here. Um, you know, so it, yeah, I would say, you know, she, she's, she's who quickly crossed my mind and cause I'm, I'm trying to kind of talk with her about something too. So if, if that, if she would fit your bill, that could be cool. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, that's, appreciate that feed, that, um, suggestion. And, um, this has been a lot of fun, man. Oh dude, seriously. Like I said, it's, <laughs> it goes I've, so fast. It goes so fast. Like what, what, what was this? 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah hour and 15 minutes <laughs> Dude, well no it's been super fun and and you know i i i hope that tonight you know because i know a lot of your casts are like you know really getting into nuts and bolts and really talking about the, you know these these technical things and tonight i i i i'm hoping that you know the mentorship the the, the some of the things that we discussed tonight would be really and will be really va- valuable and useful for people just to follow your passion, follow your drive. Don't lose your vision, you know, don't give up. And that sounds so cliche to say, but it's, if you just really dive into it and the difference between wanting something and desiring something, if you really desire something, there's nothing that the universe can do to stop it. Mm, I love that. I wish I I need to follow your advice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like, that's something I had another mentor tell me one time here a while back and he's this just awesome guy. And he was, he's like, you know, buddy, like there's one thing in this world that the universe, it's energy can never stop. It will only embrace. And it's, if you desire something, it will always give it back to you. All right. Well, thanks to Joseph for the wonderful conversation. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you at other photography conferences and maybe we can find a time to get out and take some photos together. Don't forget to pop on over to Nature Photographers Network and join in on the conversation about each episode. And thanks to our latest patrons, Sean Tomford and Todd Colbert. I really appreciate your support of the show and for help keeping it running. I also wanted to take the time to thank the people that we like to call our podcast producers. Their generous support is really helping keeping me going psychologically and financially. And I have met many of these people in person and I consider them to be wonderful people. And honestly, a lot of them are really good friends. So without further ado, thank you to Gary Randall, David Kingham, Danny LeFrancois, Jack Curran, Eric Stenslin, Jeff Peterson, Charlotte Gibb, Ken Dono, James Bakavoy, Anton Everine, Lori Berenson, William Nurse, Richard Wong, Matthias Joland, Suzanne Mathia, Frank Otto Peterson, Michael Rung, John Whitaker, Jason Clardy, Joshua Wallace, Drew Armstrong, Jim Valencourt, Drew Harbaugh, Jennifer King, Andrew Hawkins, and Craig Young. All right, thank you guys. You are amazing. 
Okay, well I have a few exciting announcements related to my own photography that I wanted to just quickly share with you guys. I have been doing a ton of backpacking this summer and I am recording a lot of video on my trips in the hopes of launching kind of a new YouTube channel at some point this year. Uh, if you'd like to be the first to see my new videos from 13,000 feet and above, be sure to subscribe. I promise they won't suck too much. <laughs> or maybe they will, I don't know, you can be the judge. Next, I am collaborating with a fellow mountaineer to revise and update a mountaineering and hiking guide to the San Juan Mountains of Colorado, which will feature my photography, maps, advice, and much more. I hope to have more information on that for you in the coming months. All right, well, let's chat about who we have coming up, and yes, it is a very packed schedule. Next up on the podcast, we have William Neal. He joined me to talk about his experience learning from the greatest photographers of the 20th century, including Ansel Adams. We also talk about his upcoming book, which is absolutely wonderful. I also recently recorded with Elizabeth Brentano, who has done some amazing work in Africa showcasing the wildlife there. And she has a really awesome Instagram account and feed, which I think you should check out. It's a little bit different than what some other people are doing, and I like it. I've also recorded uh, already with David Brookover. He owns a really awesome gallery uh, up in um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and it's filled with silver and platinum palladium prints. And uh, we had a really f fantastic conversation about all that. I've also recorded with Bree Stockwell. She's a, uh, a beginner photographer who challenged herself with the impossible goal of exhibiting 10 photographs in 2020. And uh, we talk about some interesting insights that she's had through that process. And I think no matter where you are in your experience level, you'll get a little bit something out of that conversation. We've also recorded with Felix Inden. He's a photographer living in Germany who has a love affair photographing in the Arctic Circle. And we have a lot of other amazing episodes planned for this summer and autumn, including Mark Munch, Eric Bennett, Cole Thompson, and Gerard Armijo. All right, well, that's all for now. Thanks for stopping in, collaborating with, with us, and listening. See you next week.